Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. Yippee Kaye, motherfuckers. Welcome back to Candyland. I love that it is now fall time. I feel like the inner witch in me feels so aligned in this frequency and let's just say we are partnering with a brand right now who's going to be providing a lot of witchy tools candles ritual oils for our monthly spell work on our patreons as well as for our private clients and let me just tell you i ordered my first package and she sent a bunch of amazing things this is the satanic satanic witch and her candles are so strong that I didn't realize that I was lighting a ritual devour me love candle on the first day of Libra season as a Libra moon. I almost burned my house down and I have never felt so scared. I literally got on Amazon and ordered a fire extinguisher right after that she's like i think i'm going to be using a cauldron outside and just sitting outside to burn the candles so um yeah her name is Brittany. um she's the satanic witch az uh because she's in arizona i thought it was witch as so i kept calling her witch as and i thought it was like a cute way to like say ass on tiktok it's not um i found her because she when i started doing the witchcraft boxes she sent me this gigantic PR package full of a bunch of different items from her shop. It had candles and all kinds of stuff. And what stuck out to me is I've never seen anybody make candles as beautiful as she makes candles. She packs so many herbs and things on these candles. Like they're so beautifully dressed. And I know that she sent Polly this huge protection candle and she signed her letter Polly and I was like listen if it was anybody else using my nickname for you I would be like that's my bitch please fuck off but it was her and I was like it just makes so much sense that you would call her Polly this is so cute honestly I ordered one of her mystery boxes you all on her website she has the mystery box and she does like small medium and large mystery boxes as well as has like so many options she sent me a souped up package like I dropped quite a bit of money on her website and I swear she doubled that in product she was mm -hmm. like okay checkmate here's double what you ordered and I'm actually working on some client spell work right now and I used her new peacefully protected oil which I cannot wait to incorporate into my rituals but let me tell you all I lit one of her candles last night and it was all fun and games until it became a hot molten like herb mess and it almost caught my house on fire like I think when the smoke detectors started going off that's when I was like okay, we're going to have a fire. And I was so scared. I literally burned hair off of my arms. Like it wasn't okay. Like it was scary. She said, uh, Polly sent us this uh, group text because we're in a group chat. And she's like, I burnt the hair off my arm. And I said, spirit's really trying to burn that intention into your DNA. 
<laughs> Honestly, I have a cauldron and I'm going to, till further notice, do all of her ritual candles outside with a fire extinguisher on fucking deck because I have never in my life seen a candle go from like a hundred to 10,000 in less than three minutes. It was like, I was taking a video and the next thing you know, it was nuts. That's so fucking funny to me. I just think of the meme where it's like, but did you die? Honestly, I'll just <laughs> say that that already works. Like it's already working. As soon as it finished there, there was already signs and remnants that it was already working. And I just think it's so crazy that I chose to use it on like the first day of Libra season as well as like the fall equinox weekend. So it was just super aligned. I personally cannot wait to use her wax melts because I think they're going to be much safer, but they definitely have a bunch of herbs in there. And I'll just be honest, if anybody goes to her, her shop, the Satanic Witch AZ, check out her ritual candles. And she also teaches a class where you can download a video where she will teach you how to dress candles like her. But let me tell you, it's super tedious and ain't nobody going to do it like her because it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, I'm so excited to get items from her. We're going to be getting um, a monthly box from her that she's going to put together for us that we're going to be incorporating into the monthly spell workings that we're doing on our Patreon, like Polly said. Um, I'm so excited about it. Yes. Yeah, so for those that are just catching on, we have spell work tiers. Mine is called Magical Enchantment. Yours is The Magician. Mm-hmm. And on those tiers, you're going to get to work with both of us, regardless who you sign up with. So you're getting four spells every month. You're getting two personal spells of your choice. And then you get two group spells that the group collective kind of votes on, kind of, you know, puts information out there and we kind of decide what we're going to do. So for this month and this cycle, Gemini is doing a psychic activation and I'm doing a money and abundance working. And we're really excited because what Brittany is going to do for us is we're going to let her know the types of tools and things that we would benefit from in our groups. So the more people who join, the more input that we have. But it's really amazing because there's like a small Facebook chat where we do the group work and update everyone. People are in there making friends. They're in there sharing ideas. And what's really cool about it is we understand that it's probably not financially a thing for everybody to be signed up on both of our Patreons. So I've had people, you know, cancel mine and move to Gemini's and vice versa, but you're getting to work with both of us. And it comes with a reading downloads from the spell pictures, cards, and all of that good stuff. I fucking love that. Uh, and we talk about it all the time, but just like our no competition energy. And I was just giving a reading to somebody the other day who is on both of our Patreons, but she was like, I'm thinking about joining the spell work thing. I don't know like which one of your Patreons I'm going to join, whatever. And I was like, join either one. Like, it doesn't matter. Like you're going to get the spell working with both of us, like, you know, whatever. And I just think that it is so fucking cool. I'm never concerned about like, 
oh, this person had to cancel pages to join mine. Or when somebody's like, hey, I'm going to cancel over here. I want to spend a month with Paige and like get readings with her or whatever. There's never anything. I just love how we swip swap things. And there's just, what what is it that you said? You're the coach, but I'm the the VIP Perfect. player. The star, the star player, baby. That's how I feel about it. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like it energetically benefits both of us. It all comes back around. The more money Polly makes, the better gifts I get. So join with her. <laughs> you know, and the thing about Patreon is I understand that people outgrow certain things throughout the system. So it's like, you may be on one level and you're getting readings every month. And then you may move to the spell work level. Then you may move to the mentorship level. And then you may downgrade to the very bottom level where you're not getting any of that. And that's cool. Like we understand that you have a financial obligation <laughs> in your life. And maybe Patreon isn't something that's at the top of that list when you have to factor in like food and shelter and transportation and stuff. So we never take it personal when you cancel and switch or downgrade or anything like that it's never a thing where I look every month and like oh this person canceled I'm gonna delete them on Facebook like I don't care if you cancel or downgrade like I understand that it's a luxury to be able to have spiritual guidance and mentorship like that is a luxury but if you make it a priority the universe returns that abundance to you there's never a person that I've worked with extensively that isn't receiving abundance in other ways from the universe. Like I have a girl that's been on my top level Patreon um, mentorship for over six months and she literally loves it so much. It restarted yesterday and she said, great, I can't wait for a new cycle. So it's like, you know, some people really look forward to it. And they make that a priority and in other ways, the universe has rewarded her or kind of returned that abundance. But the thing about like healing and wisdom and love, you can't really put a price tag on that. That's the shit that people work their whole life and still can't obtain because they're not loving and investing in themselves. You're never going to have a partner or a connection or even a business partner that will invest in you like yourself. And that's why I just always want to encourage people especially in the spiritual arena, I don't want you to need me forever. I want you to be able to take what we've taught you, take what we've shown you and use that in your own personal life and go out there and fly or fail or, you know, crash and burn, whatever it is. But at the same time, it's like, if you don't go out there and try and you constantly are depending on other people to speak for you, you're not getting the full scope. So the thing with Patreon and the things with like readings and services is like it goes in waves and that is understandable. I go in waves with practitioners that I invest in. I may invest in someone and their services for six months and then need to take a step back. And it's nothing personal towards them. It's just that I understand a revolving charge sometimes has to be saved for something else. I love when people are investing and I know that you get this too when people are investing in things and then they're like 
damn, I've been getting like money in abundance and in all of these different ways that they hadn't before. They didn't realize that they were before. And it's that energy of investing in yourself. Like when you are investing in yourself, you are shifting your energy and not investing in yourself. Like I'm going to go and buy myself this bacon omelet this morning because like mama needs to eat. But like when you're spiritually investing in yourself and stuff, that money and energy always finds its way back to you. And for me personally, and for what I've seen on my Patreon with people that are investing too, like I've had people that were stressed about signing up that were like, I feel like I need to do this. And then message me two days later and they're like, holy fuck, I got this random check in the mail that I wasn't expecting. Like it was exactly that. I had somebody got a check in the mail and it was for twice the amount that she had paid to join Patreon, but she wasn't expecting that money to come in. It was a check from a settlement that she didn't know, even know she had. You know, what's crazy. I was a part of this class and we were doing a visualization exercise about visualizing a $500 check, like a specific number. And I want to encourage everyone to like use visualization to bring things into your reality, because during this container that I was a part of, it, I think it was like six weeks and that maybe it was like $44 or something. Like it wasn't a lot of money to join it. So I was doing the visualization exercises. I wasn't really invested that much into it. I just wanted to support the person hosting. So I did the visualization meditation on the $500 check. Next thing you know, I get a $583 check for overpaying on my escrow on my house payment. And I'll just be honest, like, I don't recall overpaying. I don't recall paying extra on escrow specifically. So it was really a strange way to receive that money. It was technically my money, technically money that I had already paid. But like, I could not recall any area of that year that I had overpaid on escrow. Because normally, if you overpay, they apply it, you know, to a principal balance. But the fact that it went into the escrow, and there's only a certain amount that can be in your escrow, they refunded it to me, which was so strange. But visualization, especially if you consider yourself to be a visual learner, is one of the most like abundant ways and potent ways to connect with that frequency. Like imagining yourself in your dream car or in that big bathtub, rather than getting in your bathtub and thinking like, this is so small, this sucks. Imagine that the water is covering all the way up to your neck and then that it's just like luscious and hot and, uh, you know, just that frequency of visualization does bring things into your life that otherwise your mind can't resonate with. And sometimes people will say like, oh, that's a little delusional or whatever, but imagining things to be the way you want to be actually brings it closer to you. And I've been told that like when something has been introduced into your reality, that is when it's actually available to you. Like if you see your dream car out on the road or you see someone, you know, purchased a home or had a child or whatever, if those are things you want, it's being introduced into your reality so that you can try to embody and match that same frequency. I would like to tell you, though, that it doesn't matter how much visualization um, and manifestation that you do. If you got a crusty, musty, funky ass dude, you cannot hope and pray and meditate and manifest um, the funky crustiness away. 
and for him to be a different person. Um, homie's always going to be funky, crusty if they treat you bad and you sit there envisioning them treating you nicely and them being different. Um, it, it's not going to happen. They're still going to be the same bum ass, broke ass, inconsiderate fucking tool. Um, and I just feel that I need to give that service announcement. The thing about manifestation is you got to put that work in and you got to put the things into motion, but you do have to embody the frequency. If you're not embodying that frequency <clears throat> and you don't feel like it's possible for you, then it's not going to be possible. I mean... Yeah, but on the precipice of trying to change people by sitting here and hoping and wishing and, and praying that they're going to be different, it doesn't matter what fucking energy frequency you ride, you're going to need to find a new energy frequency. And I know that I'll be sitting by, listen, we've all had those people that like vent their relationships to us and say the most crazy ass shit, like he pushed me in front of a bus and you're like, oh, but it's five years later and you guys are still together and you're posting how amazing this is. But then, you know, those Facebook rants where like, they'll be like, I've never loved somebody more in my entire life, my baby. And then the next post that you get is, this is it. We're breaking up. He tried to push me in front of a bus again. Those types of relationships, it's just never going to work out. You can't manifest that away. Well, I think that everyone just needs to understand that free will is the most important thing that makes us human. We have free will. You can know what the right choice is and still choose to do the opposite. You can, you know, bet on a, a person. Bum. Yeah, a person, <laughs> a place, a job, a thing. And that doesn't mean that that job um, is going to work out for you. It doesn't mean that that person and you are meant to be together. I think that if more people just lived in the moment and saw everything as a fleeting experience, like everything in our life is very fleeting, whether it's your youth, your health, your, you know, passion towards something, your love towards someone, everything is super fleeting. And if we could just take a moment to soak in the energy and to really enjoy it, you would have more moments of pleasure and excitement and enjoyment. But I think that so many people are so focused on the future or on the past that they're never really in the moment. And they want to change people, but they're not doing the work to change themselves. Because when you become aligned in your own frequency, you realize that changing people isn't really the goal. What you want is to be the best version of yourself, to love yourself and to teach other people how to treat you. But you have to be willing to have those difficult conversations and to set boundaries when it's not fun. But a lot of people let things go under the rug for years and then wonder why this person won't change or wonder why you're not getting anywhere with this person. You knew what you signed up for three years ago or five years ago. And my favorite is when people dated a person in high school and treated them like shit, cheated on them, went to parties every weekend, left them at home, talked mad shit to them. And then I see y'all We've been out of high school since, you know, 2010. Now I see y'all 13 years later having kids and marrying these people. And that's fine. That's all good and dandy. But like, 
you used to dog walk that person, girls and guys. It's not just the guys, it was the girls too. But now that you're you're set in your ways and no one really wants to deal with your shit because you're in unhealed trauma and projection, you've settled with the familiar person, with the the bond that you say is unbreakable, but you used to be riding down the street doing the most. And I just find it so comical that those are the people y'all want to raise your kids with. Oh God. Yeah. And like, there are some situations, right. Where like the people change after high school and like they learn their toxic behaviors and they start to treat their person better. But for me personally, that has been very rare that I have seen that. And maybe it's like small town mentality. I don't know. I know that like, I grew up in a small town and everybody just kind of dated each other. I don't know anybody that was like fucking their cousin. So that's cool. We weren't that small, um, but everybody was just like dating each other and doing the most. And it seems like there are a lot of people who are still together that were together with each other in high school. And okay. So story time for you. I told you a little bit about this, but there were these in the town that I grew up in, there were these uh, twin boys. I'm not going to call them out by name. Um, but they were like blonde hair, blue eyed, like whatever. And, and girls used to have crushes on them. And um, at one point, I think like some group of girls like made a fan club about them or some shit. But one of these guys was like always fucking being just being a player and everybody knew about it. But any girl that like he wanted to get with was like, oh, yeah, like totally into him, like totally down. And he ended up getting this girlfriend that he would cheat on all the time and everybody would be like hey like he cheats on you and she's like no he doesn't like that's the love of my life whatever she ended up getting pregnant in high school he cheated on her while she was pregnant and everybody would be like he's cheating on you and she's like no he's not and now he's become a cop they're married and now they're not going to be together because she found out that he keeps on cheating on her well no fucking shit the pattern just repeats itself but people are just like i don't i don't know if it's that People don't think that they can do better. I don't know if it's that people are really good at being manipulated, but I've always been one of those people where let me know that they're cheating on me and I will just peace the fuck out. Honestly, I don't understand people's mentality wasting their most youthful and bright, like bright and vibrant years with somebody's dusty son. And I just don't have time for that. Like I would rather be set in my ways and be firm in my boundaries and reduce the dating pool from 100 to five than literally settle with someone who treats me like shit or so many people, for instance, on Facebook that are in that are we dating the same guy group, there are people that I personally know that just had children with these men who are being posted, who are on dating apps. One girl posted her um, her boyfriend and said, we've been fighting and now he's back on dating apps. I confronted him about it and he admitted it. What? Like, that's where we break up. That's where you go be single, bro. Couldn't be me. Yeah, you're wasting all your orgy years on these, like, controlled monogamy relationships. You could be out there getting your cheeks slapped, but you're out here getting your heart broke. 
we're not the same. And my new favorite thing that happens with people who are avid cheaters is they just claim that they're polyamorous and they will be out trying to, you know, get with other people and saying, oh, my wife or my husband is fine with it. We're polyamorous. And I've saw a lot of instances in that group, which I use it as entertainment because I'm not talking to nobody and there ain't nobody that's going to be posted on there that I would be shocked to see on there. So when I see people that have like over 50 to 100 comments on their picture or their post, I always go read. And there are just so many men who literally are so dusty, do not floss their teeth, probably barely wash their ass. And they're talking, he left my house and went over her house and he's doing this and XYZ is happening and I just don't know what to do about it. I don't even know where I'm going with it. And it's like, I know what you should do. You should call off the wedding. Oh my God. I just, I like, I don't know if these people need better friends because if I'm your friend and you're doing that, I'm going to be like, baby girl, we need, we need to figure this out. I'm on my way now. We're packing your shit. Like, absolute i would drive my ass to kentucky if you were with some crusty musty fucking dude that was out here not brushing his teeth let alone out here putting that unbrushed tongue in other people's mouths i saw this post and it said this is why your ph balance is off and it was like this somebody zoomed in on some guy's mouth i don't know who it was but i'm like that's like my hygiene is too top tier to settle with somebody who doesn't have good hygiene. And I'm not judging people. I I'm am setting boundaries with the world and the universe. I will not settle with people who do not take care of their dental hygiene and their body hygiene. I, I am judging you. I am judging you. And if you are going to try and have your pole anywhere near Polly, I swear to fucking God, I'm judging you even harder. You are under a microscope in a Petri dish, bitch. I am judging you. I just don't get it. And I think it is how people, they get in these comfort zones. And even though it's not how they want it to be, it's really not top tier. There isn't a lot of communication or understanding in their connection, but they don't want to go build or start fresh or start over with someone else. That's a, I feel like also though, that's like a trauma thing too, of thinking that you're not going to like some type of an abandonment issue where you're concerned that you're just going to forever be alone or that you're concerned that you're going to hurt somebody and cause them like deep emotional pain if you do something for yourself and you get out of situations and it's never your responsibility for you to stay to make somebody else happy in something and you are always going to be able to find happiness for yourself it may not be a I think that a lot of people are just so codependent on having a relationship that they're so nervous that, well, I may not find another relationship. Well, is it worth you to have a relationship with somebody's fuzzy tongue or for you to be single out here doing your own thing with your flourishing pH balance? I just know that celibacy and that journey for me has really helped me realize my own self-worth and my own confidence in myself 
my self-worth is not based on other people's um, love towards me or appreciation towards me. And my lack of self-worth is not based on anybody's opinions or whatever. It's like, I really took my power back from the opposite sex and just from the paradigm of people needing someone. I personally would love to be with someone that I can thrive with. Someone that wants to have their own thing going, their own friends, their own hobbies, their own goals, but then also someone that I could build with on a mutual understanding. But a lot of y'all have your priorities all the way fucked up and you're not going to drag me through the mud because you're caught up on bullshit. Can I just, I mean, it's kind of on topic, but also not. Um, I just think it's real fucking strange when people talk about how independent their partners are and what entrepreneurs they are, but they only have business because their partner has notoriety. And so they shout them out on social media all the time and go beg you to go and support their partner, but then talk about how independent their partner is out in these streets and, you know, business savvy, like, no, baby, they're only making money because you're using your whole platform to shout them out and you work hard on your grind, but nobody knows who the fuck that is. And the ones that are like, yeah, one day my partner will be the breadwinner and I'll just lay back. And if you ever see me take my foot off the gas, it's because my partner's providing boy, shut up, shut up. That ain't even happening. That will never happen. And I personally think that people need to keep their personal life out of their business. Like I know a local tattoo artist here and she's a female, won't drop any names, but she constantly talks about her boyfriend's dick on her main page. And I'm talking like one minute, it's like bookings are open. Next thing it's like good dick all in my tummy. Bitch, what? I don't mean to hear that, but it's, it's a daily thing with her. She'll even be on there talking about custody battles, She'll be on there talking about, he's such a good dad to my daughter. It's like the fourth dude you've said that about. And I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater, but I just got to say that if that was my friend, I would have to set that bitch down and be like, look, girl, you can make a personal page and you can post this energy over there, but you don't need to do that on the page that you're trying to work off of. It has to be a lack of people having, like, I'm just convinced that the root thing of all of this is that people don't have solid friendships around them with people being like, yo, this is not a fucking thing. Because absolutely, if I, if you ever see me post good dick all in my tummy, take me out of my home because I need to be locked up. Something has happened. I need a lobotomy. I just don't understand the outside validation that people seek for their own relationship. What is, what is somebody, okay, what is the reaction that she's hoping people comment? Like, oh my God, so jealous, need me a dick in my belly. Like, what is, what is the comment that you are hoping to receive? Is it, I bet you, I guarantee you, it's that homie has his dick in everybody's belly buttons. And that is why she's got to post it publicly so that people are like, oh my God, he's giving it to her. And I don't understand why people are constantly seeking outside validation for their toxic ass relationships. Like, look at us, we got this, look at this, look at that. Like, 
Nobody gives a fuck. It's the people whose husbands buy them the big ass houses that they're actually cheating on them. Like just for instance, someone in my family, I won't name drop, but someone in my family was cheating and the person put a tracker on their car. Come to find out they had been cheating with another married person and it had been spanning over the last 10 years. But yeah, you got the nice house and the nice car and don't work and they provide all this for you. But now they're leaving your ass high and dry after you've already wasted all of your youth, all of your 20s, 30s and 40s with this person. Now you're in your 50s and you're getting a divorce from your person. And where does that leave you? You know, like, where is that going to leave you? And it's like, you can't tell me that the red flags were not there. You can't tell me that the red flags were not showing up over the course of 10 years to the point where you ordered a tracker off Timu or wherever and put it in their car. Like you didn't just do that on a hunch. You knew something was popping for 10 years, but you liked your your notoriety, you liked your nice house and your, and all these things. But the thing is, is I would much rather be with someone who's honest and who just holds down their shit, but doesn't promise me the world. If they don't even have a grip on their own world, you know, that's what frustrates me is people are always wondering what other people are going to do for them. But what do you do for yourself? What do you bring to the table for yourself without that person, without that validation, without that support? You would find me on an episode of Snapped and you would be able to buy my husband's body parts piece by piece on fucking eBay. I tell you what, let me find out that you've been fucking around for 10 fucking years. Absolutely. That <laughs> good dick's going to be in a fucking blender. I tell you what, I I couldn't. It makes me, the thought makes me enraged at just the fucking idea. And then to imagine that there are so many people who go through that and then just stay. And I try real hard to be like, I'm not going to judge what other people do with their relationships. Absolutely the fuck not. If you're getting cheated on for 10 years and you decide to stay through that, I'm judging you. I am judging you. And I think that this is bullshit and you better not ever make a fucking post about what a fucking great partner that is, because I'm going to fucking laugh and then drag you in the comments because I, I just am. And that is a public service announcement. I don't judge people like I don't really give a fuck. I'm just taking notes of your lack of boundaries and self-respect because there are so many people I went to high school with that have ended up with their high school sweetheart who literally used to bang teachers, whoever, wherever. And it's just like, that's not cute to me to see you all on Facebook dropping, you know, 50, 60 grand on a wedding and doing all this stuff like I'm just rolling my eyes. I'm just rolling my eyes and I'm just glad that that's not me, that I'm not settling with somebody because of longevity, because it's true that you can meet someone that treats you better in six months than someone did in six years. And I just will not waste time on a boyfriend that's blocking me from finding that person, my husband, my real life partner. And I know that in the past, you know, we 
had talked about like twin flames and soulmates and things like that. And I just feel like there is a soulmate for every part of your journey. Like there's always going to be someone that you deeply connect with for every level of your own consciousness. But you have to be willing to know when that connection has expired and when it has ran its course and when you have learned what you need to learn and be able to move on. The problem with our generation is people don't know how to move on peacefully to just say we didn't work out we didn't mesh our goals were not aligned instead it's got to be this drawn out bullshit where everybody's upset and everybody's pointing fingers and somebody has to be the one at fault or the one to blame can we not just peacefully move on and say we weren't a good fit I wish you the best but I need to do my own thing now I guess that depends on the situation. Let me find out you've been cheating on me for 10 fucking years. There is not going to be any we part. I can't get over that that fucking scenario of the 10 years you fucking cheating on me because I am in a homicidal rage inside of my brain. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about people who just have outgrown each other. I know what you instead mean. Instead of putting that on the table and, you know, this isn't really aligned anymore. Can we just move on and peacefully move out or let go or sell our assets instead it's always got to be a fight it's always got to be they did this they don't wash their ass there was always hair in the sink xyz like nobody gives a fuck yeah but that's because people don't actually address the little things that are going on in their relationships that are causing any kind of issue or undersurface disturbance. They probably were people pleasing throughout their relationship and just putting up with it instead of putting up boundaries, having conversations or moving along. So then by the time that they finally have had a fuck enough and they decide to not be together, it's all of this like animosity. And also it's a really responsible viewpoint and choice to be like, I still love you as a person, but this just doesn't work for me and I, and I need to separate ways. And it really comes down to the level of respect that you have for somebody too. Like if you are going to completely annihilate this person when you're no longer with them, you don't actually have a respect for them because it doesn't... It, I think that if you actually respected somebody, then even if those things were things that really truly bothered you and irritated you, that isn't something that you would A, drag them for, or B, go and tell other people about. It obviously wasn't that big of an issue that he didn't wash his ass for 10 years because you were still licking his butthole. I just don't like the <laughs> back and forth BS because it's really uncalled for and it really makes you put yourself on this pedestal of like, I have allowed this disrespect. I have allowed these things. And that says a lot about you and your boundaries and your self-worth as a person. And I just feel like why I wanted to talk about this is because no one should base their self-worth on their partner or their family or their job or their money or any of those things because they are all fleeting experiences. You can hit the lottery and have all the money in the world and then literally be broke five years later. And I think there's a statistic on that, that like 83% of the people who hit lottery, big jackpots are broke three to five years later. Like there's mm -hmm. a guy who just won, I think like, 150 million. He bought a $44 million house. I'm just going to tell you the taxes on that is probably 1.6 million a year, just taxes. That's just what the government is going to take. That's not your house payment. That's not nothing. That is just taxes. 
You tell me how you're going to make that work, especially if you plan to live 40 or 50 years. It don't make sense. Like people try to go from zero to 10,000 and that's not the way it works. And that's why it annoys me when people are like, well, I just don't know where to start because everybody else is already doing what I want to do. Yes, there's a million people who offer services, who cut hair, who make candles, who make art, who make music, whatever it is. Yes, there's billions of people that do that. But the thing about it is they're not going to do it like you do it. They're not going to present it the way that you present it. And so many people are just afraid to get started because they don't have encouragement from their partner or they don't have the skill set that they think they should have. And what I believe that has really kept us all in this perpetuated cycle is the constant reinforcement that other people are doing better than you on the internet, that other people are doing X, Y, Z. And I just want to say, it doesn't matter how many people don't like you, how many people are sending evil odd to you, how many people are directing negativity your way. It's not going to stop you from your destiny. It's not going to stop you from obtaining what's actually meant for you. And if anything, it's going to show you where you lack boundaries and where you lack recognition or like, you know, self-accountability, I guess. And, you know, this is a really great example. I don't like any of the Kardashians or the Jenners. I don't like them at all, but that doesn't stop them from being famous. That doesn't stop Kylie Jenner from having a $990 million net worth. Like that evil eye, that energy, not that I'm sending her evil. I just don't like her. I don't support her. It doesn't mean that she won't get to the top. So when people are looking around for answers and looking around for someone to blame, you need to be looking at yourself because the only person who's going to stop you from obtaining what is meant for you is you, your procrastination, your limiting beliefs, your negative self-talk. Those are the things blocking you. It's easy to be like, oh, everyone's speaking this into my dreams or everyone is talking shit about me or judging me. But at the end of the day, you're absorbing that because you're letting them affect you. I remember in high school, there was a girl that used to say, well, who's everybody? Because there would always, well, everybody is saying this. Well, who's everybody? And then when you start to break it down, it's like one or two people. And so inside of your mind, when you have like somebody who says something negative to you or whatever, or speak something negative into your goal or your dream, your brain can go, well, everybody feels this way. If you take a second and you go, well, who is everybody? It's that one bum ass bitch that thinks that, and that is not perturbing you from your path. It also doesn't matter if it's a hundred people or, or whatever. Again, with your hairstylist reference, there are so many different hairstylists that I've gone to. And I've been like, I really don't like this. Or I've gone and I had one great appointment. And then I've gone back and been like, I don't know what she did this time because it wasn't what it was last time. And you're constantly trying to figure out what's going to work for you and what's going to be the vibe, the personality, the ability to be able to listen to what it is that you're saying that you need them to be able to understand what your vision is and be able to create it. Like there's so many other things that 
that you're going to want somebody to have and you're going to want to find a very specific person that meshes with you. And that's the same thing with absolutely everything. You're going to find spiritual healers or whatever that you don't vibe with. And if you don't go out and start doing your own thing, you're, you don't want to go out and start being a nail tech because there's so many nail techs. Well, somebody's looking for something specific and they're probably looking for you, but because you won't go out there and do it, they're never going to find that. One of my favorite things that I've saw recently is like the reason you get certain ideas and inspiration is because the universe is trying to express that through you and it needs you to move it through the physical world. And another thing that I was told by a spiritual practitioner is like there are universal ideas that are given to multiple people, like maybe thousands of people are given the same idea. But who's going to move it through the universe? Who's going to bring it into the physical reality? Who's going to actually utilize that information and build it or do something with it? I mean, we've all saw something that was invented and we thought, I had that idea or I thought about, about that before or that crossed my mind. And it's the same thing with like Uber or, you know, certain apps, certain things that have really blown up. We've all had that idea. The same thing with Zoom. I mean, literally Zoom is just a spinoff of like multiple other platforms like Skype and other things that had already been created. When Zoom got its big break, I think its original stockholder shares were like a dollar and now it's like $180 a share, you know? So nothing starts out the way that you see it at the end result, at the finish line. And I personally believe that so many people block the abundance and those blessings because they're like, well, it would take me five years to execute that idea, or it would take $50,000 to execute that idea. Okay. And yes. And something for that I used to struggle with too, is I used to get so, and this has not been such a thing since you and I have been um, doing our things together. Cause I feel like my energy is a lot more patient now with myself, but I used to get so overwhelmed and frustrated because I had these ideas in my mind for the podcast and for my brands and things that I wanted to do in ways that I wanted to grow. And in my mind, doing all of the little steps, I was so frustrated that I wasn't at the finish line that I wanted to be at. And I felt like I had to, for some reason, keep apologizing to people for not being at this like end result that I wanted to be at. Like, it's going to get better guys. Like it's, I'm going to, I have all these big plans for this and that, but people were totally happy to support me the entirety of my journey and just be along for the growth. But I was so focused on what that finish line goal is that I wasn't appreciating all of the little steps and all of the growth and, you know, your content not looking good and looking funky while you're figuring out how to like make content. And there are times now when I look back on things that I did before and I'm like, that's a little bit cringy, but if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be able to do this over here. And all of the uncomfortable feeling low budget and feeling like you're not getting things out quick enough is a necessary part of the journey for you to get to the finish line. And if you are just sitting there anxious about it, then you are not appreciating all of the lessons that you can be learning along the way. 
honestly, for those that have been following my journey, particularly, it's only been three years since I've been putting out live content about tarot and doing readings and psychic predictions, like only three years. So now when you're seeing all that feedback of like, wow, that's so on point or wow, that's so amazing. It was only three years ago when I was scared to death to share my gifts with the world, just three years. And that was more of like the public aspect. Like I had the website, I was already doing readings, but the thought of recording myself and putting that on YouTube or on Instagram or on these platforms was so intimidating. But at that time, I just knew I had to do it. Like I knew I had to do it and I didn't want to do it. I was scared to do it. I remember being so nervous and just really not in my power about getting in front of a bunch of people or actually not necessarily getting in front of those people, but being objectified and judged because when you put content out there, it's easy for those who don't make fucking content to have an opinion on it. It's yeah. easy for people who don't know anything about what you're doing to put their two cents in on it. And I find that that was more of a projection and a fear in my own mind because people were really ultimately receptive and very grateful that I started doing that. And honestly, that's what opened the doors to mentorship and teaching and people trusting me is because they could see the vulnerability. They could see the light. They could see the um, intention behind what I was doing rather than just buy something from me, do something X, Y, Z. But it's funny to think that in three years, my readings went from $12 and 22 cents to $111 and 11 cents. And it's like, when you look at that bigger picture where I was doing free readings to $12 readings to $27 readings to now all the way up to $111, that's only three years of consistency and loyalty and the vision that I brought to life for myself. It's like, once you get that fire lit, it's not sustainable unless you keep adding fuel to the fire. If you're just like, oh, I'm just going to ride this wave for a little bit and I'll get where I'm going. No, you will either exhaust yourself. You'll, you'll get drained. You won't be motivated. You'll beat yourself up. You'll go into imposter syndrome. You'll perpetuate old cycles, whatever it is, because it's easier to doubt yourself than to believe in yourself. It's so much easier to doubt yourself than believe in yourself. And and to be in your own mind and be like, well, I could never do it that way, or I would never be this, or, and also comparing yourself to other people, I feel like happens a lot more when you haven't started doing something for your own self that you're really passionate about. Because once you're doing something from like your heart center and like something that you're really passionate about, it almost fuels itself and motivates itself. And it doesn't matter what's going on around you because you have no choice but to be doing what you're doing because that's what's making you feel fulfilled. And when you do it for yourself, outside opinions matter less and less. And I know we talked about this before. It's easy when people are trying to like butt heads with you or start shit with you to focus on the things that you're falling short or the things that you could do more of. But instead, I just take all that and transmute it into personal power and gain. Like no weapons formed against me are going to hurt me unless I 
consent and agree to that. If I am in my own zone and I know that my intentions are pure, there's no one who's going to disrupt that frequency. I don't need to justify myself. I don't need to explain myself. And I think that's what's so beautiful about the personal journey of reclaiming your own personal power. The only way you can help people or save the world or do anything is if you're saving yourself. And I see a lot of healers out there that want to save everyone else, but neglect their own needs. And that's where you have to put the people pleasing on the back burner and be able to say, you know what? I'm being my own worst enemy. It's not other people that's hurting me. It's my own lack of accountability or confidence or, you know, consistency. I feel like the number one enemy in everyone's life is procrastination. The thought that you will have time to do it later and then when it finally comes time, you are already behind because instead of doing it a little bit at a time, now you need to get it all done today. Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. It's that time. It's that time. Well, I feel like that's a really great way for us to leave off our episode. Where's the card at? Oh, shit. I didn't realize that's what you were doing your motions for. Human design card. What is our message today? Okay. We have card 17 for Soothsayer. You got the fucking electronic psychic emblem on there in the window. Our sign is Aries. Your gift is farsightedness and your shadow is a limited lens. This gift reveals a perspective that far surpasses the limited subjective lens of the shadow. When you're able to access this higher frequency state, you see how every individual part plays an integral role in the whole and no single element is to blame. You bear witness to overarching patterns in the collective and have the capacity to foresee the, impl the implications of those patterns in the future. Thus, you are a sort of fortune teller who has made a quantum leap from mere logic. By infusing your magic into the world, you help the collective shift into greater planes of consciousness. Ask questions, be open to possibility, and allow your curiosity to fan the flame. When you're out of balance, you might prioritize the left brain and approach life from a more masculine-driven model. With this, rigid, uh, with this comes rigidity, a hyper-focus on logic and structure that doesn't allow for fluidity and grace or the room for mistakes. Opinions run amok. By abandoning the feminine counterbalance, opinions seem to solidify as fact and we forget our interconnected nature. But nothing is quite as obvious as it seems. Wisdom isn't necessarily a product of the intellectual mind. To move past the shadow, honor both feminine and masculine energies and learn to challenge your own adopted viewpoints. Your themes are farsightedness, curiosity, balance, and patterns. I love the fan the flame because uh, I literally just talked about putting fuel on the flame. So we just want you all to find what lights you up aside from relationships or work or money, but find that thing that you would do 
if it was your very last thing you could do, what would that be? That's your homework. And we will see you next time in Candyland. Bye.